When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to the world of local music from bands and musicians right here on the South Shore. Into Boston and all over New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. Route 53 Pembroke online at tinyandsons.com. My name is John Shea. My co-host for the evening is... Brianna Grace. You're sounding awesome tonight. Thank you again for coming here. Oh, anytime. And on the tiny stage, tell us what we have on the tiny stage tonight. Tonight we have an amazingly talented artist by the name of Amanda McCarthy. Hey, Amanda. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So for those who do not know you, tell us who you are. I am really trying to figure that out right now. I went from no thinking I knew exactly who I was to not having a clue, but I am 23 years old. I am a full-time musician. I am a mom to a very, very beautiful, almost three-year-old girl, and my music is a mix of like pop and rock and singer-songwriter-y type stuff and a little bit of everything else sprinkled on top of that. Awesome. And who do you have in studio with you tonight? I have my drummer with his cajon, which is an acoustic drum. I have Tom Shubstead in the house. Hey, Tom. Hey. How you doing? Hey, good. Excellent. Tell us about yourself. All right. So I am a 21-year-old drummer, um, originally from Syracuse, New York, but I moved to Boston in 2014, and I've been playing with Amanda for like a year and a half, roughly, and then I play with a few other bands around Boston, so... Excellent. And Amanda, you have a new single that we're going to be talking about later on in the evening, right? I do. Excellent. Has that been, uh, has that been officially released? Uh, it's on Facebook. I'm waiting to put it on other streaming platforms, and I will definitely be talking about my reason for that as well. Excellent. Brianna, your pick. Should we keep on talking or do you want to hear a song? Let's hear a song. All right. What do you want to play for us first, Amanda? I'll start with my uh, old faithful starter that a lot of people know. This one's called Elephant in the Room. All right. 95.9 WATD. Amanda, it's all yours. Take it away. Rendezvous seems to me I spoke too soon. Oh, what do I say? 
Amanda McCarthy in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Awesome job on that. Thank you. Tell us what that song's about, if you would. This song was about a... It's funny because it sounds like a breakup song, so that's usually how I pass it off. But uh, it was actually about when I was collaborating with another musician, and I just didn't feel it was working out. They were a great... They're a great musician, just wasn't right for what I was doing. And they were like, yeah, we're going to start a band, and we're going to be big, and I just... I didn't really know how to tell them that wasn't what I wanted to do. Exactly. And I ended up with that song. And uh, the amazing Brianna Grace brought a, a great list of questions here tonight. So I'm going to throw it over to her. They have a couple of uh, <coughs> questions as well. Let's see where we should start here. Um, probably one of the most simple questions. When and why did you start playing music? I have just, I've always loved music. I can't remember not loving music. My favorite show as a kid was Barney, which was literally just based around music and even when I was like four, I was like, I want to be on Barney. Yes, like that girl, was my I did the same thing. That was my dream. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Our generation, I guess. We're not that far apart. We're not, but like I feel like early nineties is where Barney was at its prime. So when you're writing, Amanda, take us through that process. Are you lyric based? Are you music based? Do you have a special place that you kind of hide away or does it all kind of, you know, come from depending on the situation? Um, it's definitely I've I've been branching out a little bit, but for the most part, my writing has been situational and emotional. Um, I used to not be able to write on command. I'd have to wait for something to come to me, and it could be in my car, in math class, in the shower. It would come to me, and I would just need to get it down wherever it is, wherever it was that I would be. But um, now I've been just exploring my own creativity a little more. That sounds really weird because I've been doing this for so long, but I've been tapping into a few different places. I've been... Just giving myself even simple prompts and trying to write on command and explore, just throwing different concepts into my writing. So the process has definitely morphed, but it's been a lot of fun recently. How do you feel that it's evolved since you first started writing up until where you are today? When I first started writing, uh, I was, I mean, I was writing songs since I was a kid, but when I started really getting into it, um, it was about between 2007 and 2009, and... I primarily listened to Taylor Swift back when she was pop country, so that's a lot of what my music was. It was very, you know, it was pop, but it definitely had that country flair in it, and uh, it stayed there for a while. Around two, around 2012, 2013, I had this weird phase where a lot of people were telling me what I needed to do to be famous, so I got really, really poppy for like a year, Then I realized that wasn't me at all, and I ended up going... A little like more like alternative indie-ish not quite like pop punk but like dabbling on that line and now i feel like not necessarily the country's coming back but like the singer songwritery like nashville kind of deal is coming back so now i'm just kind of finding this place where i'm blending it all together and it's really weird but also really cool because i feel like i've been finding the balance between all of my influences that i've been looking for but never really had a balance of i was always just kind of all over the place some of your music, too, also was centered around bullying. Tell us about that, if you would. Uh, a long time ago, um, I was bullied all through middle school and high school. And when I was first kind of getting into music and coming on to the scene, um, I was connected with a lot of people who ran a lot of programs, you know, speaking out against bullying. And I noticed that a lot of other, you know, kids, some younger, some my age, some older, all their songs were like, don't bully people, it's bad, don't be a bystander. But I'd yet to hear one that actually dealt with, hey, I've been bullied and it sucks. And I I think I was just craving hearing something a little more honest. And then it was at the height of my bullying experiences. And one day I just ended up writing a song called Sticks and Stones after school. And that was the first single I released in 20, 2012 or 2013. I think it was 2012. And... That's kind of the first song people started noticing from me. And that was around the time, too. That was sort of before bullying became such a national issue. And I think you kind of were somebody who started that movement in a way, at least around here on the local scene. Oh, that's cool to hear that. Thank you. Not to put you on the spot, but uh, can we hear the song? Wow. Uh, sure. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I haven't played this in a hot minute, but... Uh... We'll do a little throwback here. Right, Let's try it. Amanda McCarthy, 95.9 WATD, along with Brianna Grace, his co-host. It's all yours. Here's Sticks and Stones. Mm-hmm. 
just to be accepted Now I'm in the corner And I have been rejected You think you're so above me I'm looking up but all I see Is a world where I would rather be and Every hurtful word you say Makes me wish more and more on me My chance of being something I'm tired of being nothing You don't need to explain why you're better than me When I look in the mirror I already see you've been telling me now For years and years You don't know how many tears I've cried I bet I wanted to hide On a two-curl up in a ball and die Whoever said six in stones are the Nothing I could do It was out of my control To change your mind You made me feel so low You had no problem letting me know I was still below No matter how I tried My clothes were never cool enough My hair was never straight enough For you I knew I'd never be Good enough McCarthy live in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD, along with my amazing co-host for the evening, Brianna Grace. How you doing, Brianna? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. And Amanda, nice job on that song. Thank you for, for improvising that on the spot for us. Oh, you're welcome. So take us through, if you would, when that song first came out, what was the, the initial reaction to that? Um, it was really hard to play it in front of family because I'm someone who doesn't talk about my feelings. I don't like telling people I'm sad. I'm kind of a robot. At least I like to pretend I am. So uh, it was really, really challenging to know that people were actually knowing how I was feeling. But in one way, I liked that challenge as an artist because up until then, every song I'd written was, I like this boy, he's really great, or um, this boy doesn't like me back and I'm sad. I mean, I was 16, 17, and um, I'd written some darker stuff about other experiences, but... I'm lucky I told people about the bullying. I certainly didn't tell people about the other stuff. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out, not to sidetrack or anything here, but I'm going to throw this out to both you and Brianna. Sure. And that is, that's something that I've been hearing more than anything else about the new Taylor Swift single, was they were expecting her songwriting, her sound to mature a little bit, and she seems to still be stuck in that, that loop of, you know, you wronged me, I'm going to get you back through song type thing. What are your thoughts on that, both of you? 
I mean, I just released a song in January, kind of like that. So I'm not one to judge. Yeah, I don't. And to be honest, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily that she's not growing with her audience and maturing with her audience. I think it's more so she's um she's kind of taking the stance of i'm done letting people walk all over me when it comes to kind of fallouts with other people in the industry but isn't that what she did two years ago with, I have which would with, with, with what song shake it oh, up oh shake it up kind of three oh three years ago three years but, ago um i i think this one is more i mean she even says right in the second verse you know maybe when it comes to karma maybe she got hers she finally got her karma for mistakes that she's made because she was immature and she's just saying, you know what, I'm done with all that, and you'll get your karma eventually. It's just kind of her putting all of the, the good, bad, all of that, you know, to her now in different reputations, you know, about her in the past. Good answer. I have to agree. Excellent. We have Amanda McCarthy on the tiny stage, Brianna Gray's co-hosting, and we have more questions right after this on 95.9 WHD, and of course, more great local music. Unique, different, bizarre. It's what we like. Uh, I put a little ballerina skirt on the monkey and I beat him into oblivion. Uh, most of the time. The crowd seems to love this. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And once again, we are on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD with Amanda McCarthy. She is sounding incredible tonight. Brianna Grace is delivering some water to her, I believe, and... Uh, Amanda, how's everything going in there for you tonight? They're going well. You're sounding incredible tonight. Introduce your cajon player. We've got Tom Shubsta in the house. Sounding great. And Tom, you were over at the uh, the Battle of the Bands this weekend at the Marshfield Fair. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, my main, like, band is a band called uh, Fordham Road, and we competed in the uh, Marshfield Battle of the Bands last week. Um, we were one of the bands that was not selected to make finals, but it was still a really good time. You so. guys sounded amazing, yeah, and everything was off by just a couple of points. So gotcha. it was really, really a great night of music, and thank you again cool. for playing. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And um, Amanda, if you would, give your website a plug, maybe any social media or uh, anything like that, upcoming gigs, anything you want to give a plug out, plug to, now's your chance. Definitely. Um, so my website is amandamickmusic.com. There's another Amanda McCarthy floating out there in the music world. So There's only one Amanda McCarthy, though. Oh, thank you. So I keep everything at Amanda MC Music, just so I have all my own social media stuff. Um, and that's my Facebook, Instagram. I don't really use Twitter, but it's my Twitter, too. Uh, YouTube. Um, my original music is also on iTunes and Spotify, and there will be more of that coming soon. Very cool. And I think Brianna has a couple of questions that she wants to uh, segue into. Sure, I do. So speaking of original music, I know you recently had the chance to open for Mr. Hunter Hayes at Indian Ranch. Um, and by a kind of sudden turn of events, you got to sing one of your original songs on stage instead of the national anthem <coughs> right before him. So what was that like, being able to actually sing one of your originals? And how did that happen, too? So... Um, Originally, um, the deal at the Indian Ranch is whoever is playing on the chorale stage usually gets to come up and sing the national anthem on the main stage. But uh, they had actually double booked the national anthem. There's a 17-year-old employee who works there who um, loves country music, really inspired by Country Hayes. But Country Hayes. Hunter Hayes. <laughs> Apologies. Um, he's really inspired by country music and Hunter Hayes. And uh, they had him down, but it was never communicated with the person I was communicating with, so I thought I was doing it. So they come over to me, they start telling me, and of course my initial thought process is, oh no, oh no. But then they were like, we can definitely get you up there to do something else. And I was like, all right, like God Bless America or something like that. And they were like, you could even do one of your own songs. And I was just like, okay. So my first thought was obviously I had my band with me. And I knew they'd probably want me to come up acoustic. So I was like, well, I can at least get one of my guitar players up there. So I at least got to give one of my guys the chance to be up there with me. And it was um, it was the second largest crowd I've performed for, but it was the largest crowd I've performed my music for. So that was, it was insane. And for the first time, um, the last time I had an experience like that, I still had a lot of like stage fright and nerves and for the first time, I wasn't nervous at all. It just felt, like, correct. So it was really, really cool. Awesome. I know that's definitely... It's definitely... Um, it, it's an honor, and it's, in a way, semi-nerve-wracking, but also really exciting as an indie artist when you get to do something like that, especially because... Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe this is just me as an indie artist myself, but I feel like nowadays, especially, it can be really hard for... 
um, more local, you know, smaller level independent artists to get up there and be able to play in front of those bigger crowds or, or play in front of a more, you know, even lower level national artist. So when something like that happens, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it is really cool. Yeah. And just, I guess, um, and I've also noticed you, you might hold some of the, some similar opinions and you actually, you're one of the, one of the small you're within one of the you know the small handful of artists that i know that is not afraid to kind of you know in a very respectful way obviously really kind of voice your opinion on social media and voice your um your thought process especially on certain aspects of the business side of the industry which is something that i for one admire and i for two always agree with and i'm like as do i yes and um i mean so what is kind of your standpoint? Obviously, you're not afraid to do it, but are you ever somewhat nervous that, you know, just because some people don't agree with you, it might kind of hurt your brand's, you know, reach or fan base just because some people don't always like what you're saying? Or does you just being honest and being able to get your voice out there about what you think about today's industry more worth it to you? I do get nervous sometimes. I'm not going to say I don't, but for me, um, just because I've gone through some phases where I felt like I was pressured to be something I'm not, something I really hold strongly to as an artist is honoring my authenticity. And that means if I have something to say, I want to try and find the right way to say it. And I probably have some secret enemies floating out there and I can't really do much about that. But um, I feel in another kind of way, it also helps connect me with people on a more personal level. I'm not just the singer. I'm I like being approachable. I like being connectable. I don't want to promote myself like I'm this big, famous star and give people an illusion of something I'm not. I'm just I'm just a person like they are, and I want people to see me that way. Back to nerves for just a moment. You mentioned earlier that you were nervous playing some songs in front of your family. Has that changed since you've, you've evolved musically? Absolutely not. Um, I would much quicker, as I've said, I've written, some, I've written about some... Uh, darker experiences and some even just like known experiences that I'm pretending I don't have emotions about and I'd rather get up in front of 500 people I don't know and say I've gone through this I've conquered that but as soon as my family's there I don't want to play those songs Um, I don't want to do it like my family's just it's different it's so different I understand what she's saying completely and uh, have you, so just for nerves in general, what do you do to kind of maybe overcome some of those? I don't really know what I did. I started singing for people when I was 12 at, you know, school talent shows or whatever. I had stage fright until I was 18. It took me going to college and not having people from my high school telling me how horrible I was for me to realize that I actually had some talent. And um, even though that kicked like stage fright, I still had nerves. And I don't really know what I did to overcome them. I still find sometimes I get trapped in a little bit of a comfort zone. So that's something I've been working on is always just kind of branching out of that, not being afraid to hit a higher note or do something different. It's just, to me, I think it's always going to be a process for me as an artist. Great answer. What do you think, Brianna? More talk or more music? I think we should hear a song. I think so, too. What are you going to play for us next? I'm going to play something I'm probably not going to formally release for a very, very long time because it's going to be on one of my uh, full-length albums. But this is one of those times where I'm going to not be a robot. So uh, like anyone else, I went through um, a breakup of a pretty long-term relationship almost two years ago now. And um, I feel like a lot of what contributed to that were outside circumstances not so much the relationship between me and him and um i in some ways moved on very very quickly but in other ways it also took me a really really long time to let go of the fact that no matter what i did i know that i tried my best and i sometimes that's just not enough and the song's kind of like a secret fantasy world of like if things had been different would we be different and it's called San Diego. All right. Amanda McCarthy, 95.9 WATD, all yours.
by You look me in the eye And we both know Tomorrow comes anew And I will come unglued Cause we both know When you take off in the morning The rain will light the light Things have just been different Maybe we would win the fight Maybe we could fly away To San Diego It's up Just for you and me Maybe we could fly away To San Diego Take my hand on the boulevard Dance with me on the beach No one else will hold on me Wanna be nothing else ever come between us and San Diego? How could I be so bold to foster fuller's gold? I didn't know. Amanda McCarthy in studio tonight, sounding incredible. Very nice job on that. Thank you. So take us through how you composed that song. Do you remember where you were? Did it all come out in one giant burst, or was it, did it take you know, quite a while for you to complete? Um, most of it came out all at once. Um, the city of San Diego is what sparked it for uh, very specific reasons, but just that line popped into my head. Maybe we could fly away to San Diego, and um, it was just in a moment of conflict, um, outside of myself and within myself and it all just kind of came pouring out and uh, I fine-tuned it over time but most of it came out pretty much on the spot within a matter of like a day and then filled in a, you know another verse a day later. It was a pretty quick process. A question that always fascinates me um, with songwriters is how they feel about songs that might take 
a couple of minutes to write compared to those songs that could take days, weeks, months, even years to complete. How do you differentiate the songs that you write, you know, the shortest amount of time compared to the songs that take the longest amount of time? It's definitely different. I feel um, the first song I played, Elephant in the Room, took me almost a year to write. Um, Actually, almost two years to write. Um, Another song that, I don't know if I'll play it tonight, but it was a song I sang at the Hunter Hayes show, Can't Look Back. That took me about two years to write. Um, I had, you know, the choruses, I had the strong parts of the song, but it was filling in kind of the verses and the not-so-big moments, whereas this song, San Diego, I feel is also one of my strongest right now, and it took me not long at all. Sticks and Stones, I pumped out in probably an hour. I think just with me, it very much depends. Brianna, how about you? Oh, boy. I'm actually very much the same way. I've had songs that have taken me well over a year to complete um like amanda said those kind of minute details as or what they usually call the dreaded second verse yes um <laughs> or um i mean i've had a song kind of just fall out of me in a matter of 20 minutes it it really just depends i guess on how you know the strength of my emotions at the moment or um how much i really have to say about the topic if i really know where i want the concept to go um, or if it's more of, I have this really great idea, I have this really great concept, but I don't know how I want to expand on it yet. Great answer. Let's uh, let's turn our attention back to Amanda, because I know you worked really hard to prep for tonight's interview. So what do you want to ask her next? Oh, so um, I suppose back along the, um, obviously being an independent artist and you know being able to have the opportunity to open for Hunter and how those are kind of more rare opportunities than not nowadays um so in lieu of the opinions what are your thoughts on i guess the state of today's music industry when it comes to you know the sales support of indie artists streaming versus buying and stuff like that like how do you think the climate might be able to change for the better when it comes to indie artists such as ourselves good question Uh, i could take an hour to talk about oh me too (laughs) Um, i'll try and hit on a few key points um if you don't have money, you're screwed. Uh, that's the boat I'm in currently. I, I have money. I'm not poor. But, um, you know, when you have artists that get on their first big tour because they bought on for a hundred grand. I don't have a hundred grand to drop. If my dad did, he probably wouldn't let me have it. Like, I'm not in that boat. Um, I even just recording like uh, a friend of mine who's been um, going back and forth recording with um, some big people, um, the amount of money she spends on one track is insane, and she's getting a discount. So um, I'm not going to use her name, but we're talking like five grand a song on a discount because the producer enjoys her company. Um, and it's just crazy. There's You can fake it in so many ways. There are people who buy Facebook likes, buy their Instagram followers, and build this persona that they're this big star when they're just like me or you just trying to do it and they just build all this hype around themselves that may or may not even be real and I can't I it just boggles my mind sometimes how much goes into everything how to get a song played on one radio station in a week's rotation is like ten thousand dollars for that week like where is all this money coming from if you don't have money it's hard to get into that national level and it's i'm not saying it's impossible there's a lot of people who do it and they work really hard and they absolutely deserve it but there are definitely other people who may work hard but also have that monetary advantage there are other people who just decide they want to do it one day and their parents pay for everything and voila they're famous there are a lot of different circumstances and i'm not putting anyone in one particular boat but it's stuff i think about a lot in in one way it motivates me to want to be the person who said i'm gonna do it just by being me i'm gonna do it without all of that other fancy anchors or um wonderful benefits that some people might be very grateful and lucky to have but other points i'm like i'm screwed this is not realistic in any way so Um, i go back and forth a lot on it that being said what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about picking up a guitar for the first time, who wants to write songs and play in front of people and share their stories? What advice would you give to them, Amanda? Just do everything you can. Um, I played 
I don't know how many shows I've played, but I've played a lot of shows. Um, even when I was younger and, you know, not getting paid for any of them, I just, any opportunity that was there, I took it. Um, play for, if there's three people in the audience, play like there are 3,000 because I've had some three-person, ten-person crowds where one of the people I met that night ended up being a huge stepping stone in my career. You just never know who's going to be around. You never know who's listening. And you never know who wants to help and who's going to believe in you. One major issue, um, it seems, in the music industry these days, especially around here, is younger musicians, under 18, under 21. What advice would you give to them, and where can people like that go to have their music heard? There are a bunch of great organizations who help with that. Um, Young Performers Club is one that I really, really just want to give a lot of credit to for getting me some of the opportunities I had. Uh, it's run by a woman by, named Patty Duffy. Um, she's recently tagged up with... Um, I don't. I can never pronounce her last name, but on Facebook she's Jacqueline Gabriella. And um, they've started a program called the All You Got Tour, which has been kind of going around and giving chances to musicians under 21. Um, Peggy Iafrady from Strega Entertainment. It's kind of up on a different, a different level um, for artists who are a little more experienced and already had a chance to kind of get out there and she has helped me get some really cool opportunities as well excellent brianna more talking more music what do you think let's hear one more song all right let's keep on going what do you want to share with us next so will this be like one more live song and then we'll play the single or yeah i think we have to take a break at about 50 so this should take us right up to about then with some talking so let's hear it all right um Back to the authenticity thing. Um, this is a song I kind of wrote one day when I was struggling with, you know, a lot of the stuff we were just talking about, like, how can I make it in this industry when there's factors X, Y, and Z working against me and the whole just wanting to stay true to myself thing and how that was just kind of manifesting in my head to not know, not really knowing what I wanted and ended up popping out this song. It's called Folk Song. All right, Amanda McCarthy, 95.9 WATD, all yours.
Amanda McCarthy in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Give another plug to your cajon player, too, if you would. This is Tom Shubsta. Tom, nice job, man. Sounding great. Thank you so much. Of course. And the co-host tonight, the amazing Brianna Grace. Why, thank you. How you doing? I'm good. Excellent. You came very prepared for tonight's interview. I... I did. I won't lie, Amanda. I kind of stalked your Facebook page for a while to come up with some of these questions. <laughs> and they're handwritten, too, which is very unusual in 2017. I did. What do you uh, want to ask her next? I think um, probably the one of the questions I really kind of wanted to um, talk to you about was... Because I know sometimes I, I'll sit there as an artist and I'll go, Oh, I feel like I could be further along in my career than I am. And I'll, I'll kind of beat myself up about some stuff. Um, you know, maybe if I had done more of this or tried harder with this. And I know I'm probably not the only one. So if you could kind of, you know, have a moment with your younger self and, and give your younger self some advice, what would you say? This is something everyone deals with. Even the most confident people have their moments. Um, I feel like there's this like unspoken rule where pursuing artists have to put on a tough game face and act like everything's fine. And no one want, no one wants to listen to someone complain all day. But I think it's okay to be honest about where you're lacking in your confidence. Honest about just not feeling good enough. And honest about being frustrated in the correct amounts as long as you do so in a positive way. I think it's... I want people to know they're not alone with certain things. And if other people, you know, they may not feel comfortable coming forward and say, I struggle with this, I struggle with that. But for those who might just need to know they're not alone, in order to say, I'm struggling too, I, hopefully I can be that gateway. Good answer. We have to take one final time out, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit more out of the break. And we have a new single to debut of yours, right? Yes. All right. We're going to give your voice a break a little bit. So you're listening to Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. I am John Shea alongside... Brianna Grace. And we'll be right back after this. Just like that one girl in high school. She was very popular back then. She had dozens of boyfriends. Hundreds. Hundreds. We've gotten quite a reputation. I did not know that. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And my name is John Shea, introducing you to local music every Tuesday night, 8 till 10 p.m., Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My co-host for the evening is... Brianna Grace. You're sounding awesome tonight. Thank you so much for coming down to Marshfield. Oh, thank you for having me. Give your website a plug, if you would. So my website is briannagraceofficial.com. And the new single is called... Test Drive. And the video is found where? YouTube. Excellent. Good answer. You're prepped tonight. I am. And on the Tiny stage tonight, we have the amazing Amanda McCarthy. Hello. Hey there. Thank you for coming to Marshfield tonight, too. Thank you for having me. So recap for us, if you would. Tell us your website, your social media, any upcoming shows that people can check you out at. Oh, yeah, that's what What's up? It's the shows. Uh, my website is www.amandamcmusic.com. That's all on my social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anything else. Amanda MC Music. My original music is on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud, but I try to direct people towards iTunes and Spotify. And... I do have a local show coming up next Monday night. I'll be at the Plow and Stars in Cambridge at 10 p.m. with uh, Christian Veach, Phil Holub, and Gabriel Reyes. And it's going to be a really, really good show. I'm really excited to just perform some of my original music. And I cannot say too much yet because I am waiting on the actual band to announce it. But I will be doing a bigger show in November somewhere in JP. So stay tuned on the lookout for that. Awesome. And you've got a new single that we're going to be debuting tonight. Well, it's already been debuted on Facebook, but debuting on the radio tonight. Tell us what this song's all about, if you would. Oh, boy. Okay, so I wrote this song. Um, I'm just going to be honest here. I wrote this song after like a big family feud that kind of tore my extended family apart for a few months. And uh, the song is called I'll Be Back. And the whole kind of premise of the song was things suck right now but they're going to be okay. Everything's going to work itself out. And they did. It works itself out. Happy family. Happy, happy. And then um, the song took on a new meaning uh, when my Auntie Debbie was diagnosed with cancer. Um, She is the reason I'm here right now. She's the reason I do anything musical because she... She's the reason I know you. She is the reason you know me. Um, She's the reason I know a lot of people. Um, She 
knew I had a passion for this and she knew a little bit about kind of how to get me into some local talent shows and different events. She's the one who got me hooked up with Young Performers Club and she just even just like social media and stuff I didn't know anything about Facebook pages and Twitter when I was 16 but she kind of taught me a lot of that and I just ended up being able to pick it up and do it for myself and um she ended up passing away this past April and this was her favorite song of mine because of the family issues that I won't really get into because they're not important anymore that's not what I think of anymore when I hear this song it took on a new meaning to me as I kind of had to face the fact that she might not be here much longer and then um just a few days before she died she actually asked me if I would play this at her funeral and that was really really challenging we slowed it down it was nothing like you're gonna hear right now but one thing I'd promised her knowing how much she loved this song was that um I'd record a full band version the acoustic versions on my album AAA but she just loved hearing my stuff being produced in full and having new life to it so I put it out yesterday which would have been her 54th birthday because I couldn't think of a better present for someone I can't physically give a present to. Fantastic. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Brianna, same thing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Tell us the name of it one more time if you would. This is I'll Be Back. All right. And Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues comes your way next here on 95.9 WATD. We're back next week with Rachel Marie live on the tiny stage. So stay tuned and more comes your way next. Leave me behind Walk through my mind Remember the times I stood by your side Now I'm all alone and I'm singing like Whoa Rearrange, I'll be back one day. Little do you know, I'll be singing like. Oh. 